Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! We'll always be with you. No one's ever really gone. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Yeah, that one works. Huzzah! Huzzah! As we just got done, me telling the horrible story about Pappy's <laughs> Hobby Shop, where the owner used to diddle kids. Hooray! Tis the season! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a good way to come back from a hiatus. Two broke geeks, Matt. Justin. Yeah! So, wait, is this coming out? Like, it's coming out this week. This before week? Before New Year's. New, yeah. So, Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Question for you. Question for me. So, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, Mm. If there was this demon, say there was a demon that on New Year's Eve comes around and is like, hey, you need to make a New Year's resolution like everyone does. Okay. So, demon comes around Mm -hmm. and is like, you need to make a uh, a New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. and you have a full year to make this resolution Mm -hmm. and if by New Year's Eve... The next year, you do not fulfill it, I come and kill you and take mm-hmm. your soul away. Mm-hmm. What would be your one-year resolution that you think you'd be able to keep oh, up for the no. entire time? Oh, no. Uh, read more comics. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, how is that not a premise where, like, like people would really stick to their uh, New Year's resolution. It should be a horror movie. I think we just came up with an idea. Huzzah! It's like the guy shows up and she's like, "Oh God, you know it's a, a man or a woman or you know non-binary person, whatever. Just a person who's like, oh, I've got to lose like a hundred pounds this year." And the demon's just like, "All right, but if you don't, I'm gonna come kill you." And it's just this person. Like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. And then they still, like, stop doing their New Year's resolution. And, like, it's December, it's like Christmas. And all of a sudden they realize they've only lost, like, 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- I was thinking about this the other day because I've been seeing a lot of Twitter uh, things about New Year's resolutions yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, and I'm always in that camp of, like, no one ever keeps those I'm things. I'm sure everybody kept theirs in 2020, and everything yeah. went great for everybody the entire year. Uh, yeah, so I thought it would be hilarious. I'm like, what if, like, there was an actual monster demon thing where, like, like that, if for anyone who didn't keep their New Year's resolution by the end of the year, just straight up get murdered at, like, midnight. <laughs> Well, this year I think it would have been an apocalypse movie. It where it, yeah, it would have been like the rapture. The human, the human race just dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Get some nerdy stuff for Christmas. Uh, yeah, mostly mostly movies. Nice. Uh, a lot like mostly like Criterion, like Bruce Lee collection. Nice. Uh. The 4K Alfred Hitchcock set. <gasps> oh, I'm jealous of that. I, I, I should bring it up sometime. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's like Vertigo, the uh, 
Virgo, the bird, Psycho, and uh, I think Rearview Mirror. No, Rearview Window. Rear Window. Rear Window. Yeah. I think it's those four. Oh, that's such a good movie. Yeah. Oh. I haven't started any of those yet. Um, it was mostly the year of my nephew opening Legos. Oh, and sure. putting them together and being almost completely done with them by the time like the day <laughs> is over. What about you? Uh, yeah, my brother got me, uh, the first season of Star Trek Picard on Blu-ray. I got, uh, another Batman graphic novel. I'm, uh, getting into, finally, as I continue to catch up, I'm finally getting into, uh, the rebirth era of comics. I have, uh, the first two, I Am Gotham and I Am something else. And then I got the third one, I Am Bane. Nice. Uh... And then actually, I think, and then of course you got me the uh, King of Shit Funko Pop, <laughs> Rick and Morty. Yeah, um, and you got me the tablet, which is definitely going to be like pretty much going to be for comics, yep. for comic reading. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, I didn't get like a lot of geeky stuff. Actually, I got like a lot of um, like weird practical stuff. Weird practical stuff, but like, uh, like I got a lot of sex stuff. Oh. I- wish i got a lot of sex stuff for christmas yes. um no like i got an air fryer and uh you can see right over there leanne and i we really needed new cookware yeah. uh so we got like a lot of that kind of stuff which is fine like we like it's i saw a thing this morning actually it's like when you're a kid it's all fun and ga- when you're a kid it's all fun and games and then when you or no you know you've turned old when you get excited about like air fryers and new sheets or something like i'm not that. gonna lie I'm like, yeah i'm kind yeah. of in that weird boat where it's like i would love the nerdy kind of stuff yeah but i remember i think it was a couple my first christmas in la i was the most excited about a whirly pop that my parents sent me yes. just so i could make popcorn yeah so it's like i i still get the geeky stuff and that's still a lot of fun but I'm also like, oh, yeah, I'm also totally lame and old because I got new cookware for Christmas, and that was awesome. Hey, air fryers are awesome. <laughs> I tried mine for the first time today, and I am already in love with it. So My roommates had, like, a regular deep fryer that mm-hmm. I used religiously. And yep. then, like, within the last four or five months before I came back, they switched over to a deep, uh, like, an air fryer. Yep. And I was just like, where where have I been this entire time? I know! <laughs> My life is a lie. Like one of the best inventions because usually like i microwave nuggets if i want to have some nuggets because i eat the the uh the vegan nuggets right and today i put them in the air front and you know they come out they taste good when they come out of the microwave but they're a little soggy or whatever or i could bake them and they're but then they came out of the air fryer. I'm like, oh my god, they're like crunchy. Yeah, I we I used it a lot for like mozzarella sticks. Oh, that's such a good idea too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. I, I know you're not big on the meat thing, but also one of the things I've been eating a lot of more recently is I take popcorn yep. and I put bacon in it. Oh, wow. I have bacon-flavored seasoning. I could put that on my popcorn. You totally could. It's like a smoky kind of sweet, uh, basically just stuff you sprinkle on whatever. Yeah, and it probably would work. It probably like, would work great. The kind oh. I usually use is like this blackened peppered bacon, and you take like four pieces and throw them in. Mm. And it's just 
some people were giving me weird looks about it. And I'm just like, what? <sighs> it's delicious. <laughs> Welcome to Two Broke Food Eaters. This is now a cooking podcast, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you get all this cool shit, like news <laughs> on food. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Actually, someone just told me about a podcast. I'm just, I forget their name, like the Fry Dough, the Doughboys or something. Uh, it's literally that one. It's literally a podcast of these two guys that go to like fast food joints around the u.s and just like taste things oh so it's like diners drive dive in diners drive-ins and dives yeah with uh guy, uh, fieri. guy fieri he has a guy fieri does something with his son now on youtube where it's like uh the two of them and it's basically like a home version of like uh some kind of cooking show they something they did during quarantine and i'm like eh. I don't watch any of his shows, but, like, I'm starting to learn through this whole thing that as much as everybody always picked on Guy Fieri, it turns out he may be one of, like, the nicest people ever. Like, he started that whole thing to save restaurants. Yeah, all he the- made all that money to help any all the wait staff, wait staff at restaurants that got laid off yep. and everything. He, he, the mayor of Flavortown has come in hot. I know. Uh, and I'm all for it. Ah, <sighs> uh, such a great, like... I don't know. My I found out the other day that uh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, like, is on his daughter's TikToks all the time. <laughs> That's the so sign funny. of old. That is so funny. Wow. Which I'm not like I don't do TikToks and stuff, but lately I've been finding myself watching like random TikToks of either animals or food related things. You know, for as old as I am and for as much as I pick on TikTok and as much as I don't understand it and as much as I don't use it, I have seen some pretty interesting TikTok videos. Like there was one I watched uh, with like a bunch of dancers and they were doing these insane coordinated dances and i was we're like, like the, are they like the like the like it's all on their feet like you're watching their feet like as they're all like weirdly coordinated but you can't really tell like what the hell they're doing kind of yeah oh shit i wish i could remember what they but they would do all like these things and it was like weirdly synchronized and it was all perfect and i was like man Somebody knows how to use this TikTok thing for at least a really cool thing that I would never figure out. And then there's for. stuff where it's like the uh, the um, what is it the weird app where like it like takes a photo it, like slowly scans a photo uh, so you're like frozen in time but you can manipulate it so it looks like you're doing shit or whatever. I haven't it's, seen that. It's stupid. All right, <laughs> and it's showing my age. I'm just like I was on a. I'll see him, yeah. As we all yell, as we My old men, the old man, gotta go yell at the clouds. Yell the clouds. But it's like it. It's such a weird app. It's just yeah, it bizarre because it really is filled with some of the weirdest shit and like people that are like super famous for doing nothing. Well, I mean, so is Instagram and YouTube. Well, yeah. And this is much. where we're at now. Like this whole COVID thing. People are coming out of it being YouTube stars and Twitch streamers and everything. While you and I are like, are like, I like to go outside. I like to like be out in a. Well, I don't know if I'd go that well, far. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't like people, but still <laughs> like to go outside. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's nice from time to time. Yeah. But uh, <sighs> I guess we should talk about some of the nerdy things we haven't I got a chance. Yes. So let's talk about, because I actually haven't really talked to you about this yet, except I text messaged you while I was watching it. Yeah. Is, uh, the season finale of The Mandalorian. It's so fucking good. It's so good. So good. Oh. Luke motherfucking Skywalker. And I know a lot of people had problems with like the CGI on his face. I didn't actually notice it because I was so excited that Luke Skywalker was there. But I've seen stills of his face since then. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not great. But in the moment, I didn't notice or care. It's same. Like, I liked it a lot. I noticed... The only thing I noticed involving the CGI face was him talking. Was a talking was, That's all. Yeah. But I didn't give a shit. Yep. I was so enthralled. I liked the Dark Troopers. I was like, uh, these things are bad. Those, uh, so many of those scenes, I had no idea, were dudes in suits. Yeah. I saw the behind-the-scenes photos recently, and I was like, I thought they were all CG, which was why a lot of people were complaining about um, the Luke Skywalker. They're like, how come the Dark Troopers look so fucking good? It's like, because they're dudes in yeah. suits. They are so fucking good. Like the, the, I actually really love the Moth Gideon uh Mandalorian fight. Yeah, and the Darksaber, it was so interesting because um the Beskar was taking the force of Ahsoka Tano's lightsabers no problem, but then the Darksaber made the Beskar spear heat right up and almost cut in half. The, so. the, the one dark trooper that just kept punching Mando's head. I <laughs> that one scene I was like, dude, I know it see this is one of those things we've talked about it before, where sometimes the little things will, for whatever reason, break my suspension of disbelief. And that's what that was. I it. was like, I know it's Beskar steel; it's indestructible. That dude's head is rattling yeah. so fucking hard in there. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Like, Mando's dead. Is he's brain has been scrambled his from hitting brain the head. is because scr- he was being hammered yeah. by that dark trooper. And so I'm like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm watching a fucking movie where a little green, I'm watching a show where a little green Muppet can move things with his mind. And this <laughs> is my problem is that he's getting pounded and not dying from his head being rattled around in his ailments. Uh, yeah, it really is that kind of stuff. But yeah, we were talking about the one thing that kind of made no sense. It was kind of stupid. Was the so stupid? But Bo Bo-Katan not taking the dark saber because she like, has to win it in battle. I've heard some people talk about it since then. I've read some arguments where they're like, "Well, yeah, she needs that story. She needs to." And like, even if she made it up, she would know deep in her heart she didn't earn it. And I'm just like, so what? You're still setting up. One of the dumbest, laziest disagreements I've ever seen. Because he throws the thing yeah. at her. He's like, I don't want I heal. I don't Take want it. to yeah. fight you. Like, I don't give a shit about having this thing. I don't care about being the leader of Mandalore. And she's like, well, no, I still have to kill you for it now. And it's like, that's yeah. so... It's that's not good. Like... Especially considering most of the writing on this show is really good, and they've told really good stories, and then it's like, 
Uh, now apparently Bo-Katan just has to fight Din Djarin because uh, she has no imagination. Yeah, it really is. It's insane because it obviously is the build for the third season. I guess so. Well, at least part of it because yeah. that's the way it seems to be. Is like she's gonna like he's gonna take over Mandalore, and yeah. then like even though like begrudgingly. Because Bo-Katan just won't take it, at least for like an episode or two, before he kind of goes off on, does his thing. Right. And the other thing that I saw a lot of people saying, and actually I think you said it to me too, I can't remember. There's a lot of people were like, oh no, like now Grogu goes off and gets killed by oh, Kylo no, yeah. Ren. And I'm like, uh, no, because like this is only five years after Return of the Jedi, and Luke is still very young. But then if you watch uh, Last Jedi, uh, wait, oh god, it's five years after Return of the Jedi and still way before Last Jedi. So if you watch Last Jedi, uh, by the time Kylo Ren freaks out and kills all of Luke's Padawans, presumably after that much time, because it's like another... 20 years or something like that? 20, 30 years? Roughly about. Uh, Luke is already old. Presumably by then, Grogu would have passed his training and gone on to be his own person. Yeah. I just immediately jumped to it because that's all I thought about was just like, right. but wait! And even though it was, yeah. yeah like, and then, uh, yeah, I never actually, never done him. But then I heard somebody else saying that they thought maybe uh, Grogu recognized... R2-D2 because... Yeah, because of the little interaction they had. Yeah, because it seemed like maybe something had happened. It, not just like Grogu going, oh, I think this droid is cute. Let me go with them now. Like, maybe something triggered. So I I feel like they're not going to leave Grogu out of Season 3. Somehow. No, I'm sure he'll Especially be back. since he's their money maker. That thing, that thing was, like, bigger than Baby Groot when that was Oh, totally. Thing. It's insane how I couldn't, like, working in a shop and keeping that shit on the shelf was so hard. Yep. But, yeah, but then the the post-credit scene that talks about the Book of Boba. Yeah, I liked, uh... Bib Fortune is a hut. Bib just great big <laughs> fat guy now. He's taking over Jabba the Hutt's empire. And Boba comes in, and he's just immediately like, Oh, I'm so glad to see you. I thought you were dead. And Boba just shoots him dead and sits down. So, uh, Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett, is clearly going to be about Boba kind of... Trying to run a criminal empire on Tatooine, which I'm down with. Yep. But now, but now, the, the one thing we talked about a little bit was now it's everyone coming out of the woodworks because we've we've kind of done a full circle around him because mm-hmm. we were very much in the camp of for the while until the show of Boba Fett's the most overrated piece of shit yep. like character. And now we are actually super excited. Yep. Whereas you have people who are like, well, I've always been and none of you ever figured it out. Like, I figured out where some of that comes from. Not all of it. But one thing I realized having, a conversa- having conversations was a lot of people that always liked Boba Fett all along were... Uh, extended universe people from way back in the day like they were reading comics and novels and stuff like that after the original star wars ended and boba fett was in all those like boba fett had already escaped the sarlacc pit and gone on to have more cool adventures in uh the marvel comics and stuff like that from back in the day 
But, and I'm like, okay, I concede, like, I concede that if you had been, like, a super diehard Star Wars fan all along and had read the extended universe material, like, you could think he was badass. But don't forget, there's a lot of people who are like, Boba Fett is badass and only ever saw Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and never even realized he got out of the Sarlacc pit and still thought he was awesome and no he was not <laughs> it's a very weird like all I know is that we're gonna get like especially now it's gonna be a lot of interesting Star Wars arguments mm-hmm. even more so that I probably don't care about oh totally but side note to all that uh Hasbro's uh Hasbro's uh Mandal- Mandalorian rifle that they're building mm-hmm. and the, the dark one? Yeah, yeah and then the dark saber that they're making yeah. it's $250 yep. I want the both <laughs> I I've never I saw a kid yeah. with a dark saber toy the other day and you were just like give it to me I was like he was one of the ones that's already out like yeah. not, not obviously the master replicas version uh, the $250 yeah. but the plastic one that's that thing, out now that thing sold mm-hmm. that, the dark saber sold out it doesn't ship until like end of next year Yep, like September, and I'm like, I kind of want it, but I don't want to wait that long on pre-orders. <laughs> nope, forget it. Yeah, uh, but then yeah, then on Christmas they drop two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk about one briefly. You haven't watched yet, but right. Soul on Disney Plus, which is very good. Heard a lot of good things. It's I've I've heard a lot of good things, but I've also heard a little bit of negativity. And I ne- heard a teeny. I wonder, now I'm curious if you heard the same thing I did about Soul. Uh, was it the thing with the guy who was uh, really excited when the trailer first came out, but then uh, got disappointed because the main character, who is a person of color, got transformed into something else? Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I get that. Like, it, there have been quite a few of those movies where, like, the main character is a person of color and gets transferred transformed into a bird or a frog or whatever. So like that I in I obviously can't speak too much on it like from their point of view, but I can say that I get it. Like if you don't have a lot of animated characters of color and then as soon as you do have one, they aren't a person of color for most of the movie, that could probably be well, I'm going to spoil a little bit because okay. it goes a little bit further than that from what I understand. So okay. uh, the guy, the main guy dies by, well, it gets into a coma because he falls down like a sewer, mm-hmm. uh, down a, a sewer drain. Sure. And so his soul spends like the first 25, 30 minutes of the film mm-hmm. with another soul named, uh, named 22 that he has to teach to get their quote unquote spark so they can go and live on earth mm-hmm. kind of deal and a whole bunch of fiasco stuff happens sure and they get tra- he he accidentally brings 22 with him back to his body where uh he is trapped in a cat uh his soul is trapped in a cat while 22 who is voiced by tina fey is is in his, is in body. his body so you have like white uh middle-aged woman like inside like an african-american character and so So he's not just it's not even just that he right he's not uh, it's not even an african-american character being like inside his own body it's he has to it's kind of like princess and the frog style all right well but anyway 
with all that aside, I understand. Same sure. deal. Like, I, it, it would have been nice if that this movie sure. still is it is a it is a thinker. Yeah. Like, uh, I just on the overall, I made a tweet about it where it's like where it's like, oh, I'm gonna watch Soul. This is a good movie. And then me at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I saw that what's one. my what am I what is my life and purpose? Because that's basically the gist of the whole thing. Is this guy is so uh, obsessed with playing jazz music? That's mm-hmm. all he wants to do. That he that but that's more like a a trait versus what is your purpose mm-hmm. here on, right. with your life? What are you doing with your life? Hmm. Kind of deal to make it fulfilling, and it's just like it's really kind of a well done. All right. Interesting kind of. I, I mean, really I was going to watch it anyway. Yeah. I just haven't had time, so now I really definitely want to see it because, like I said, I have seen a lot of people saying a lot of good stuff about it. I so. mean, it's like like when you and I went and saw Inside Out, and we both kind of cried a little <sighs> bit. Yeah, it's like that, but not to that full extent. God, I love Inside Out. Inside. I watched it last year for the first time in a while, and I was just like, still like, this is so good. Yeah, but now the main film. The other film that came out on HBO Max, which has been the huge... We're going to spoil the shit out of this movie, warning <sighs> yeah, you all. Yeah, we are. Uh, it, and it's been the big talking point, is Wonder I've Woman 84. i some more weird talking points. Weird-ish, I guess, that I want to talk about. Things oh, yeah. That I, and again, there are things I probably don't necessarily have the life experience to talk about, but I'm going to try and sort out the ideas, uh, mostly involving Pedro Pascal's character. Um, yeah, Mando. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Max Lord, who... Uh, look, I... For starters, like, I like this movie, and I know a lot of people don't like this movie. Like, this has been a pretty mixed bag. I liked it, uh, that doesn't mean I don't acknowledge it has some pretty big problems. Same, Like, yeah. it way does. Uh, the way in which Chris Pine's character comes back and the, <laughs> the, um, what that means for Diana as a character that it doesn't bother her that he came back this way and, in fact, she doesn't want to give him up. Yeah. Uh, considering he literally overtook another dude's entire life. Yeah. Uh, is a little weird considering her whole thing is, like, let me save people and do what's best for people and then suddenly this whole ass human being is displaced out of his own life so that Steve can be in his bot. Like, if she was gonna wish for Steve to come back, why is why even bother putting him in that dude's body? Just yeah. wish Steve is back, and Steve is like, why? It's dumb. It's a um, weird thing. It's put. a weird, dumb choice that does weird things for Diana as a character. <laughs> She's so. Um, and then I think. Uh, as much as I enjoy Pedro Pascal, this version of Max Lord, and I'm, I don't have any big attachments to Max Lord as a character. Like to me, Max Lord is still the guy that Wonder Woman snapped his neck during the OMAC project. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The way I see, I had a hard time with his character too, because Honestly, we all knew he was in it, but we didn't know to the extent. Mm-hmm. This movie's two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. and I felt like they barely really touched a lot on either him or Barbara, Cheetah, 
She's way wasted in this movie. She is. She's a ca- way she is a fodder wasted. character. Way wasted, and she's cheetah for all of two minutes. Yeah, and like, it's very disappointing, and it's not great. And I made a tweet about this yesterday, and it's so true. I can't stop thinking about this. Gal Gadot is so superhumanly good looking that they went, "Hey, Kristen Wiig, you." Very attractive woman. How about you play the mousy, kind of nerdy, kind of character no guy wants to date? Yeah. Standing here next to Gal Gadot, because yes. everyone will believe it, because next to this alienly beautiful human <laughs> being, you look like. In, it's. Well, true. Like, I well, can't you, believe it. Like, because if you look at Kristen Wiig, she's attractive. Yeah, and then you put her next to, <laughs> you put some glasses on her, make her hair messy, and stand her next to Gal Gadot. It's, it's like, like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, nobody wants to date that girl. It's an '80s movie, like <laughs> high school movie crap. <laughs> really, it's like that's what this it's is. Like saying Molly Ringwald back then, or you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah, Molly Ringwald. Or, yeah. or, you know what it is. It's Prince. It's uh, I was gonna say Princess Bride, but that's not right. Uh, Princess uh, Diaries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Anne Hathaway <laughs> in Princess Diaries. Saying, I mean, granted, back then Anne Hathaway was a lot younger, and she still had a lot of turn, but she was already still at that age. Like, okay, you made her hair messy and put glasses yeah. on her. <laughs> like, you, like, it's kind of like, you ever seen Nine or Team Movie? Yep. Yeah, it's that whole bit. It's like, oh, there's paint on her overalls. Like, she's wearing glasses and. Ugh. Oh, oh so is that terrible. a ponytail? So but even when uh, Barbara got hot later on in the movie, and people like started paying attention to her and everything, it's still like, okay, Chris Gal Gadot is too beautiful. Yes. Nobody should look like she might be an alien for all yeah. I know. But it's what's weird about like yeah, I think her Pedro's uh, so Maxwell and Cheetah both characters were super underutilized mm-hmm. in weird, vastly different ways. Because, like, the whole thing, if I remember correctly, Cheetah's whole real origin is she's mm. cursed. Right? I can't remember. It's I something can't involving remember. being cursed. I think there's been a couple different yeah. versions for her. But the idea was solid. Like, okay, yeah. the idea of, like, you get this wishing stone and you wish for what you want, but it already takes away the best part of what you already have. Yeah. So, like... Barbara is super nerdy and nobody likes her, but she's like super nice. She brings this homeless guy in the park his dinner yeah. and stuff like that. And she like, and uh, they go as far as to establish, you know, where Gal, uh, where uh, Diana is like, God, you make me laugh. I haven't laughed this hard in like years, and I, you know, you're so personable. Like I can't believe nobody wants to be around you. You're yeah. so much fun. And then when she becomes Cheetah, she turns into, like, the evil version of... She's like, I wish I was like Diana. And when she wishes for that, she gets all the powers, but she stops being a nice person. So it's like, okay. And then, of course, Diana wishes for Steve to come back, and she loses her power. And so the whole wishing stone thing, and it's like, it's built on lies. Like, that was uh, not, like, the best premise it really me. wasn't and the fact that maxwell took it a step further by becoming the wishing the stone. wishing stone and i gotta say that the the finale of this movie was so underwhelming it was weird it was so bizarre because yeah you have a two-minute fight 
where that's the only time you see Diana wearing the gold, the gold armor, armor while fighting Cheetah for two like mm-hmm. two minutes in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they had to hide that CGI. That was horrid. That was horrible yeah. CGI. Which is weird because this movie was pushed back over a year. Yeah. They and, had time to work on that if they wanted. But then, like, the other premise, like, so Maxwell becomes the wishing stone, but it only works if he's physically touching, touching someone. Right. But then they bend their own rules by having him doing it through the television. It's like, because he even says, it's like, it's like you mean I can use all of these? The particle beams. The particle beams. And it's... So he stands in the particle beam that touches him. But it was happening before he did that. That's right, because he was standing just in front of the camera. Yeah, and it was still working. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It made sense in the particle beam, yeah. But then my other main issue was, why was this movie set in 1984? Like, you would think if... Unfortunately, this whole movie is still tied to the other DC Universe movies... So there was just like this giant superhuman paranormal event before Everyone, anybody yeah. knew about superheroes. Yeah, uh, it was very bizarre, and the Egypt scene was just weird. Totally, <laughs> like her the running sequence. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, she was on wires. Yeah, running clearly on wires. Uh... The other thing I heard, the other thing, the other problem I have, and this is a problem I read about just this morning, and it didn't really click with me while I was watching the movie, and this is what I was talking about where I heard like a weird one, and I'm not sure, again, this is where I'm speaking from being a white person not really knowing enough about the issues, where someone was taking some pretty serious issue with Max Lord's backstory, where he is clearly a Latin American con man, which was their first issue, was that he is kind of playing into the stereotype of the untrustworthy Latinx character. And then comes from a background of like a super machismo, abusive, neglectful father, kind of. And their their thing was like, boy, it's kind of racist that they made this character this way. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. Like, I hadn't thought I about think like, of that. It didn't even dawn on me that that was... But uh, I guess I'm not familiar enough with all of the Latinx stereo... Like, I didn't know the overly machismo father that, like, is a wife beater and just tells his kid to be tough is a stereotype of, you know, people from that part of the world. That's one I had never personally heard before. Um, and it's terrible, but I didn't know it was a thing. And then it was in this movie and somebody picked up on it and I was like, huh, like now I got something to think about, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, I already didn't like the way they portrayed Max Lord anyway. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, here's the thing. I have a real question for you. The very end, not the post credit scene. We'll talk about that in a sec, Mm -hmm. but the the very last bit where all of a sudden it's Christmas (laughs) That was weird. Okay, good. Because I was very... I'm like, why does this scene seem so out of place? Well, it was... Because it started around the 4th of July. Yeah. Because she and Steve fly through... They made the invisible jet work, which was something I thought they would never do. Because to me, that was always the stupidest idea in the world. Yeah, I was down But they with used that. it to escape... Okay, fine. But they fly through 4th of July fireworks. 
so I guess it's just to show that the world has recovered by Christmas, which, by the way, huge, huge international and domestic problems to recover yeah. from in a few short months. Like, literally, there were nuclear missiles being fired at each other in the conclusion of this movie between Russia and the United States. Yeah, but, and all, but it's Christmas. But so, all yeah. of a sudden, they went, hey... Uh, all those missiles disappeared. Can we just like pretend we didn't shoot those at each other? Someone, someone, a couple people <laughs> were like, "This is Superman 3. So I don't remember Superman three well enough. I remember him being drunk in the bar, like bad Superman flicking peanuts at the glasses. It's the whole, it's the whole turning the world back. Oh yeah, that's in Superman yeah. one. Oh Superman one. Well, I, then, that's, then I don't know what the Superman three. I, that's why Superman was three. I think is. Uh, Barbara and Wonder Woman, because there's the bad Superman that comes out, and Barbara is bad Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. She has all the Wonder Woman powers, but she's a bitch. Yeah. Kind of like Superman, bad Superman, Superman 3, was a bitch. He was, like, sitting in the bar all drunk, flicking peanuts and breaking (laughs) glasses, and then he had to fight good Superman. I remember that much. Richard Pryor was in that movie, too, I think. That's what a lot of people were telling me, and I was like, I assumed it was the Mm -hmm. whole... I don't know. Like... Overall, this movie was fine. I thought, yeah. Will I watch again? Probably not. There's a, I mean, there's a, I may on occasion. At some point, I'll watch it again. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first movie. Not even close. No, and it's got a ton of problems, but there's like a lot of fun. Like, I still like Gal Gadot and Chris Pine with each other on screen. They're really good at everything they do together. The White House fight was pretty awesome. The White House fight was really good. Yeah. Um, I actually think for as much as she wasn't used properly, I still think everything with Kristen Wiig as uh, Barbara Minerva was really good. And her interactions with Diana... um, I don't know. It's like a B minus movie, but it's yeah. fun enough. But then the post credit scene where they bring I in, like that. that was a nice little touch to bring Linda Carter back. Linda Carter as um, uh, whatever Arcadia, Arcade, yes, yeah. as the because uh, Diana even said in the movie she had been looking for her out in the real world and had never found her. Yeah, I will say the opening of this film was also bizarre because it's like the whole. Like her as a kid doing the whole like she cheat trying to cheat to win the uh, yeah and but then it never really comes back well, up because like it it does because uh, what's her name not Hi- not Hippolyta but the other one the uh, the first hand or whatever says yeah. to her you know you can't be a great warrior through lies only the truth is the way to be a great warrior. Which the whole movie is True, about. Yeah. It's not the best. It, In fact, I read just this morning that WB wanted them to cut either that scene on Themyscira or the scene in the mall. And Patty Jenkins told them to you know, stick that idea where the sun don't shine. She said, I'm keeping them both. Uh, honestly, like, it's weird. I, I, the, the, the mall scene was fine. Yeah. Like, for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, though, like, it's weird if for that bit long of a film, I still felt like there were a lot of things they never really, like, f- 
figured out. Yeah, I saw a lot of people saying they thought it was too long. I didn't feel like it was too long necessarily. I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel. I, the only times I ever felt it was when I'm like, okay, cool. Well, like, I was like, I wanted more uh, Barbara or something like, right, to do more stuff. But most yeah. of the time, I was just drooling over Gal and all her outfits, <gasps> like that white yeah. dress of hers. Just damn. Her and Steve, not Steve, in bed. Yeah. She's in her, like, little nightgown. <sighs> well, honestly, her and her business, like, her business her attire. Her business attire. She's just like, damn. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a third coming. There is. That's fine by me. So we'll see. If Maybe, I, though. I don't know. It's so weird, though, that this one ended up being the way it was compared to the first one. Yeah. Um. I mean, who would? What other villains does Wonder Woman have? Well, in this one, it's weird because they brought up the gods, but it wasn't even one of the Greek gods. It was a Mayan, it was other god. Um, man, and they, of course, like I said, Max Lord is the interaction between Max Lord and Wonder Woman is most famous because Wonder Woman killed him. Yeah, I gotta look up. At one point. I gotta look up Wonder Woman villains, because Cheetah's like the most well-known. Ares and Cheetah yeah. are the two most, and they've already done those. Let's see. Wonder Woman villains. See I mean, they got. could always go back to the idea of Greek gods. Or, like, che- or if Cheetah finds, she finds a way to become... Well, she would have to re-become Cheetah. Well, okay. They already did Dr. Psycho. Yep. So, we have Cersei, Giganta, Medusa... Oh yeah, Giganta yeah. and Medusa. Yep. Uh, Doctor Cyber, Firstborn, Egg Foo. What? Egg Foo. The they, will egg egg foo? foo. <laughs> they will not do Egg Foo. They will not do Egg Foo. Dude, you think the Mandarin was a racist <laughs> yeah. caricature? And I am telling you right now. In fact, I will Duke, show you a picture. Duke of Deceptions. Alright. Here you go. Oh God! <laughs> Yeah. No! He's a giant, like, Chinese-looking, racist-looking egg. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you thought the Mandarin was bad. You know what? Do it. Actually, modern egg foo... Oh, they... Modern egg foo I haven't seen this modern picture of egg foo. There's a modern egg foo. Yeah, that looks That looks not as bad, but the original... uh, What is this... I mean, this one is from way back. I mean, he is clearly like hate Asian people. He's yeah. clearly trying to teach kids to hate Asian people and old. eggs and <laughs> eggs. Yeah, yeah. There's like a Baron Blitzkrieg. I mean, there are characters. I just don't know as many of them from Wonder Woman. Sure. I mean, Circe. I kind of know of. I mean, Circe. Yeah, another Greek god there. Giganta would be an interesting matchup. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, Firstborn was from the New 52 stuff. Nameless, the n- nameless son of Zeus and Hera. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of think they should go back to the gods because I half, ex- for some reason, I half expected by the end of this movie that they did what they do with Ares. It's like a, gr- it's a god of some sort shows up, and that's like yeah. the, that. Maybe not for this film, but that would be like how you would get into the third film. It's like oh. That's going to be the main guy I have to go after. Right. Because obviously they can't do Ares again. Or they could. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll just see as we go how how that will work out. But now what we have to look forward to is Zack Snyder's 
our cut of Justice League. Justice League. <laughs> you know, the movie that everyone can't I, wait to see. Whatever. I imagine... Whatever. If he wants to make an R-rated version of that movie and Warner Brothers wants to make it, let him. Fine. Whatever. I just like the joke of all the jokes that went around because apparently it's going to be R-rated because Batman says fuck one yeah. time. And yeah. uh, I just thought it was funny. Like, this ain't your motherfuckers <laughs> fucking grandpa's fucking Batman, you motherfucking. But Batman yells as he mows down criminals with an AK-47 while Superman rips guys limb from limb and Wonder Woman charges naked into battle, cutting heads off with a sword. I'd watch that. I would totally oh watch that. But yeah, Zack Snyder's idea of superheroes is not my idea of superhero movies, but I'm also don't give a fuck. Like, if people like his stuff... That's fine. I don't like his stuff. That's fine. I'm tired of fans arguing with each other. Yeah. So much. We're that's the thing we're I mentioned to you the other day is before I even had a chance to watch Wonder Woman was I started Same. getting messages be like, well, don't just don't do mm-hmm. it. You're gonna hate yourself or like people are saying it's like uh, just the worst film you're ever gonna see of Wonder Woman, you're gonna hate and it's just like I don't like the idea of people trying to sour my experience before I even have the chance yep. to make Same. an opinion. And I Same. kind of just want to sh- tell people to shut up. And then everybody that was fighting after the end of The Mandalorian, where yep. they're like, yo, like, oh god, it's turned... The Mandalorian was like this cool, fresh, standalone Star Wars thing, and oh, they had to just go tie it back into the Skywalkers. And I'm just like, oh my god, everybody, just please... Please stop. Well, just like things well, I think you I, like. I mentioned on earlier podcasts where I even said I wasn't a big fan of them putting him like with everyone else sure. in some way. But it turned around pretty fast. I was like, okay, I can roll with this. Not only like, that, I don't think he's coming back. Like, I yeah. think Luke Skywalker popped in, took Grogu away, and, and that's he's gone it. now. Like, we'll <laughs> probably see like a weird teen, like weird angsty teenage Grogu uh, down the road. Can you imagine? Depressed am I. Uh, Dark as life. Uh, as he's just sucking on metal balls. Yeah. You know, I feel the coolness of these balls on my neck. A cigarette way. give me, man. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> just, just Grogu dressed up as the goth kids from South Park <laughs> flipping his hair God. out of his... God. <laughs> I was a little fucking posers. I was a little sad because South Park made a tweet earlier this month saying that like Christmas special, and I was like, oh, "Don't tease me like that." And then it never came. And out. then it never happened. I was just like, "Great, oh, can't come bad. to completion now." Thanks, South Park. Yeah, I'm sure they're getting there. I'm not too worried. It's twenty 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 one is going to be just as ratchety is this year for a while for a little bit yeah, yeah. it's gonna be uh 2021 january february march april probably may maybe things around june will start to turn around the main thing i'm see i'm gonna i'm a little bit scared of because it, it was a thing for a while but now even more so and i've had a lot of friends complain about this uh, because of everything moving to digital mm-hmm. and like immediate digital or going to the theaters, the amount of people that are just going to live tweet slash 
just spoil shit is gonna skyrocket. Like, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of that. There's gonna be a lot of potential for spoilers in 2021. I still see some people complaining that, like, but Disney had the chance to be like, because everyone, once WB did that with what they're doing next year, everyone was like, oh god, now here comes the storm. Everyone else is gonna do it. And so far, Disney is still committed to Black Widow in theaters only. Which like, makes no sense at this well, point. Well, it, and it, what it comes down to is, like, it's got to be what's best for each company. Like, WB did it because uh, AT&T needs people to subscribe to, to uh, HBO Max. Yeah. Like, they don't have the numbers. Meanwhile, Disney Plus already has as many subscribers as they projected to have five years from now when they they thought they would have as many subscribers now only like 16 months after they first launched that they thought they would have in 2025 shit so they don't have to worry they're not yeah. worried at all AT&T is a little bit and also it's down to like like we talked about before, backlog, like AT&T slash Warner Brothers has a lot of shit just sitting on a shelf that has to go out. They can't hold it until it's all theaters are safe everywhere. Otherwise, they're, they just they can't. So Yeah. And, you know, eventually, I think maybe because uh, Black Widow is what, May? May, release date? I believe, yeah. They may, at that point, like, if it gets closer and things aren't any better, may do what they did with Mulan, only do theaters or premium on demand. Like, they could do, you could go see Black Widow in theater. I know some people that went and saw Wonder Woman 84 in theaters already because theaters were open where they are and they felt comfortable doing so, which is their prerogative. So, if Black Widow comes out in May and a lot of theaters still aren't open, but, like, people can go see it in theaters and Disney goes, okay, like, go to the movie theater or pay 30 bucks at home. And that's another one of those things where, because Mulan was only Disney Plus, right? Yeah, it was only Disney Plus. So, like, if somebody has the option to go, okay, we could load up the kids, like, say, like, maybe a family of four... We could load up the kids, go to the movie theater where it's potentially not safe, pay 12 bucks a person for a family of four plus snacks, or we could stay home where we know it's safe and only pay 30 bucks for the food. Right. You know what I mean? And they, it may not get the same backlash that Mulan got. And I still think Mulan got too much backlash for being $30 because $30 to watch a brand new movie at home is not expensive Unless you are a single person living alone who has nobody else that goes to the movie theater with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've rented I've rented movies off of Amazon for like half that price that are brand new. That's just like, yeah, totally. Makes sense. Yeah. So like if you're, a, if you're at home with your kids and you have the option to rent a family movie for 30 bucks, if your theater is not open... Or even if your movie theater is open, you're saving money that way, and you're so I don't. And I still am not one of those people that thinks movie theaters are doomed. So. No, I mean I think they're doomed only for uh, from a business point of view because I work for one. <laughs> like, well, they're yes, that a person, lot of yeah. a lot of them are doomed. 
simply because they aren't going to financially recover from being closed right. all year long. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think even more of them are doomed from a standpoint of, oh, God, and I hate to say that somebody's calling me. <gasps> oh, I think that's a scam call. Never mind. Hooray, scam call. should have answered it, but it's probably, it's always a robot on the other end now, and it's a scam call. Um, unfortunately, movies... Uh, movie studios can own their own theaters again. So, like, Disney could buy a bunch of AMC theaters, let's say. I'm not... There's nothing in the works, and I'm. they're not going to rush to do it because they have to make sure they can open Disneyland and Disney World first because they need that money back real yeah. bad. Uh, but uh, down the road, they could, and then there's a potential that you could only see in major movie markets like in New York or Las Vegas or Los Angeles or Chicago or whatever, there's a good chance that you could only see AMC or uh, only go to AMC. And I just picked AMC out of a hat. It could be Regal or whatever. Only see Disney and Disney property movies at those theaters, which would also push a lot of other theaters out of business. Because they depend on those movies for their business. But... It's going to be a very weird transition for movie theaters uh, in the next couple of years. And definitely something we're going to be looking at and keeping an eye on. Speaking when you said Disneyland and Mm -hmm. Disney World, it's kind of a weird segue. In Japan, uh, they just just did a tour of the new Universal Studios Super Mario Mario World. World. I want to go so bad. It's so cool. So now they now in Japan you can go to Super Mario World and zip line into Godzilla's mouth. Yeah. Why is there a reason to be in America now? I don't know. Like and I, I watched the whole thing for the Super Mario thing. Yep. And they didn't go into fully in depth. Sure. But they like you can get like a little bracelet and it's like kind of like like uh at Pottermore. Yep. Where if you have the wand you can do certain Interact. Things. There's yep. some interaction points where you can go and like get coins. For doing specific tasks and stuff. That's so cool. Uh, and there's like a Mario Kart racing game. Ah, uh, yeah. Ride thing. It just looks so cool. And I'm like, I want to go so bad. The problem, the problem here is that there's only so many places to build. The reason most of the cool ones exist other places is because around here, a lot of the United States a lot of the property is in areas where it would have to close for the winter. Yeah. Like, a lot of the open land, you couldn't have a year-round theme park. I'm still very confused where they're going to put it in Universal Hollywood. In Universal Hollywood. For what? For when they put up their Super Mario. Because that's, that's coming. That's not a really small plot of land, it's Universal It's extremely Hollywood. small. Yeah, because you and I were there, and I was shocked by how small it was. Yeah. So I'm because they're going to build one at both of those parks. It's going to be a minor because their version out in Hollywood is a smaller version of the Harry Potter yeah. land than the, the one in Orlando, which I haven't been to the one in Orlando. I hope I do someday. When COVID's done, when we're going to just over. You and I are just going to go on like a trailblaze at amusement parks and might, strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. might be going back to Disneyland in 2021 just because. Um, my brother is probably getting married in 2021, so that means I'm going to be going back to California. And if I'm going to go back to California, 
I'm going to go to Disneyland. <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch. I don't even know when the next time I'll be able to go back to California. I know. Well, if he – it wouldn't be – I mean, if he wasn't getting married, I wouldn't go right back to well, California. Well, yeah, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's just an added bonus right. for going for a it's wedding. It's just an added bonus. Of, I'm like, all right, you're married. Now I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, later. <laughs> Have fun on your honeymoon. I'll, I'll tag along, but I won't go to the wedding. I'll just go hang with Jenny and Patrick. You'll and just then, go hang and, out with Jenny and Patrick. And then, and then we can you. all go to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, if we're if it's good enough to go back. I've been seeing some photos of some mutual, some friends of mine at the one in Florida. And mm-hmm. I'm like... Disney World? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. how? How are you doing that right now? It just feels like such a weird time to be... Especially with cases just skyrocketing right now, yeah, like it's kind of weirdly tone deaf that you can be like, "Here we are, we're Here at we Disney. Are Disney World." Yeah, gotta go to Disney World. Yay! Uh, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Not right now. Someday though. Someday I miss doing things. I that miss is. strippers and <laughs> theme parks and concerts. Twenty twenty one better be a better year for us. I just saw online a Yule log, quote unquote, that was just twenty twenty just burning in a fireplace. Nice. I was like, Well, I might throw that up on the TV later and just yeah. <laughs> sit here and enjoy that. There's a, there, we've had some or I've seen some ornaments of like toilet paper rolls that have twenty twenty on them yeah. and stuff like that or like dumpster fires. Yep. Uh you imagine if Funko Pop puts out like a twenty twenty like Funko Pop <laughs> character. Well, they already put out the "This is fine, dog." I still need that. I do too. There's a someone made a version of that where it's the fire sitting in the chair saying "This is fine," surrounded by the dog and multiple dogs. <gasps> I think I saw yes. that. <laughs> yep, I like it. So good. I, yeah, I need to get that dog. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Oh well. But yeah, I think that's just about everything that is fit to print this week. Uh, eventually, we'll get another FBI's Most Unwanted back up. I actually have to rewatch. We thought we were going to record that before Christmas, but we didn't. So now I have to rewatch the episode. Which Same makes me sad because that one's boring. But. It kind of is boring. Like uh, my dad's been now is almost caught up to us in actually watching X Files. Yep, he just watched the one where. Uh, they were old on the ship. Nice. That was the last one he watched. Right. Dead calm. Not yeah. So I'm like, oh, you're catching up fast. <laughs> yep. We're gonna get there. So that'll be coming at some point here. Woo! And then uh, I don't know. Next week there might be something. I mean, next week will be a brand new whole spanking year. So we'll figure something out one way or another. Hell yeah. I'll probably watch Soul by next week. That's one thing that will happen for sure. Right. I think I, I might watch Mulan because that's now free on Disney+. Plus. Mm. I might check that out even though I've heard horrible things, but I'm yeah. kind of curious. And I was telling Justin, I started – I've been watching The Stand, which I won't talk too much about it because Justin hasn't seen it. Uh, it's on CBS All Access. Um, so – you will have to sign up for something else to watch it, but it's only on for nine weeks, I believe. So, and uh, CBS All Access is either seven bucks for no commercials or six bucks for some commercials. And I think their commercials might be one of the ones where they do it like at the beginning of the episode and then maybe only one other time. I'm not sure because I have the $7 one because uh, I'm 
Because first thoroughly, world problems. Yeah, I'm a thoroughly modern man. I don't deal with commercials anymore. <laughs> it's weird enough because every once in a while we'll watch like Hulu and stuff. Yeah. And every once in a while commercials come on. I'm just like, oh! I do from time to time watch stuff on Tubi or Crackle, both of which have commercials. Not very often, but like background Halloween, I did watch all of the all three Reanimator movies on Tubi, and Tubi has a lot of commercial interruptions. Tubi's bad, but it was also sort of worth it because I didn't have any other way to watch the Reanimator movies. I, I have a, on my Samsung. I have a the free Samsung channels. Yep, and I always have it on the Shout Factor channel, and every time I always turn it on. It's always somehow miraculously the Weird Al show. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it's hilarious. I didn't know that was on anything. Yeah. Right if now. you have a, if you have like a Samsung smart TV, I do. You, do you have the Samsung like free apps, like the TV app? Yeah. Because it's on there. Oh my god! You might I'm have to do a little look. bit. Of, I'm gonna have to yeah. look. Because, yeah, it, it's, like, usually, like, I, it's sometimes, like, the other kind of Power Rangers-ish shows yep. that they put on, like, Gun, like Gungan Rivers and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in Saturday, like, it seems like Saturday, mor- Saturday Sunday mornings always seems to be the Weird Al show. So I, I like the that. Weird Al show. It's not good, but I like it. Yeah, I was, like, watching the episode where he and Harvey were trying to break, like, a Guinness Book of World Records, and they had, like, a bunch of other... World record people just kind of hanging out in their clubhouse. That's funny. And like, uh, like there's a cartoon about like Fat Man. Yep. Yeah. And I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> yep. Weird Al show. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think that is it for now. So we'll be back next week. Bye, Later. everybody. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash twobrokegeekspodcast, following our Twitter at 2BGpod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGpod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com and on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Wow. Do you really think that... Oh, wow, they just... They really just vanish. Huh? Oh. That's rude. <laughs>